We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, let's get this thing started. Here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation. Sunday night, Knicks, off-season eve. Let's get it going. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man, Alex Trataros, the Tratacaster, on the guest spot. On tonight's episode, man, we're going to kick it off with our off-season central. We're going to give you our top five wing targets that the Knicks should be going after this off-season. Things are about to pick up very quickly. We're starting with the uh, the trade moratorium will be lifted on Monday. And Al, one of your targets at point guard is already rumored to be off the market. <sighs> That's Dennis Schroeder, man. Dennis Schroeder is going to Hollywood in exchange for Danny Green, uh, the number 28 pick. And things are still fluid, so the, the, the um, trade considerations can still change. But for right now, Dennis Schroeder going to Hollywood, man. What do you what do you think about that deal on the surface? I think it's a good move for the Lakers. You know, uh, you got Rondo and you got Avery Bradley on their last year of the deal. They're probably not going to be back with the Lakers, or maybe you get you bring back one of those two. But Schroeder, I, he showed that he could be a decent player, especially in his role. He was six man, like six man consideration of the year. Yeah, brings a lot. Now he improved, especially working with Chris Paul, shooting wise, his speed. I think that's something that the the Lakers were kind of missing, like yeah, a little bit. Like they had Rondo who can push the pace, but Schroeder now can just like take it down the court, go coast to coast, finish. You know, not necessarily the greatest when it comes to contact, but it's a dimension that the Lakers can now add to their team. So good for Listen, them. With the Lakers, man, rich get richer. I, I think I might have said it to to you on this show, man. The Lakers always find a way to get their guy, man, for a steal. And, you know, this is another one, a guy that probably arguably should have won a six man award. You know, you could argue that Mm -hmm. CP3 enhances value. But guess what? He's going to L.A. And guess who's there? LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I think Schroeder's going to fit in nicely. May not be the the on ball defender that Danny Green 
is or was, you know, because Danny Green kind of took a bit of a step back and certainly not, uh, you know, the same three-point uh, marksman that Green was. But, you know, Schroeder's mm-hmm. going to bring that element. As you said, that speed. Um, he's going to bring a, a, a youth that uh, a youth and, and veteran because, you know, Schroeder's been in mm-hmm. the league for a little bit, but he, he's going to bring that experience. He's going to bring that that youth on the perimeter with LeBron James out there. They're going to make some more moves. They're rumored to um, be going after Serge Ibaka as well. So Schroeder's bringing 19 points a game, four dimes to La La Land. LeBron, LeBron's thinking about that siesta, man. He's thinking about that rest. You know he's going to get like two months off. So he's trying to figure out who he could put out there to help the Lakers uh, you know, hold down the fort until he's ready to start back <laughs> up. So good, good move for the Lakers, as usual, getting the guy that they want. Now, um, couple dates to keep in mind. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. It's going to get real business-like in the next week, man. Things are coming in hot and heavy. Um, so like I said, tomorrow the trade moratorium lifts. If anything mm-hmm. goes down with the Knicks, we'll be here live. Be back here live, Knicks Fan TV. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We'll be here live covering everything. Um, the decision on the one-year guarantees has to be made on the 19th. So that's the day after the draft. We have the draft coming up on the 18th. And then we have the free agency kickoff starting on Friday the 22nd. And again, we'll be live Friday the 22nd at 6 p.m. If anything goes down... Be right here, Knicks Fan TV. Some other shows coming up on the channel. Like I said, tonight we're going to do our top five wings. Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night, Ian Begley. Ian Begley on at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time with myself and Jay Ellis. Pre-draft Eve. I mean, draft Eve. We're going to uh, get to Ian Begley and, he- and he'll give us his latest. And then I'm also going on with Ian Begley Wednesday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern on SNY. So, just stay tuned for that. Be sure to come through. Let's bring the chat over there and uh, rep Knicks Fan TV. And then I'll also be on with Ian Begley Friday at 12 o'clock for free agency as well. So things, uh, th- things is going to be busy. It's going to be a busy week, man. Hopefully, you know, some good things in store for the Knicks. Just just a couple pieces to move us forward, Al. You know what I mean? Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. You know? Abs- yeah, for sure. We just need uh, some good draft picks, some good signings, something to get this team, you know, competitive, respectable yeah. again. Just nothing too crazy, all right? We don't need to go, uh, you know, star hunting right now. That's it. All right? That's it, man. Just, just something to move the needle. That's all we're trying to do. So um, so with that being said, let's go to wings. So with wings, we, we made our top five list off of mm-hmm. shooting guards, small forwards that we felt would be kind of realistic targets for the Knicks and, and guys like that we said will will help him move the needle. Um, now, Bertans, some list him as a three, some list him as a four. We took him out this list. We'll, we'll put him with the fours just to make the fours list a little bit interesting. But, Al, let's talk about uh, the incumbent or the restricted free agent, a guy that many fans um, <laughs> still got love for, man, and that is whole team dot Damian Dotson. Restricted free agent, 27 years old. Um, and listen, Dot has just not gotten his fair share of playing time on this team, man. Dot has not gotten his fair playing time on this team, but still um, comes out and delivers. That's what I always liked about Dot's, man. He always came prepared, always played hard whenever his number is called, even though it comes in few and far between. So um, what, what's your take on Dotson and, and how the Knicks move forward? 
You know, you said it, CP, a guy who has not gotten a fair shake on the Knicks. Uh, probably the most time he got playing was that 2018-2019 season. Mm-hmm. Um, what was he averaging around? What do I have here? He was averaging around 28, min- 28, min- 28 minutes per game around that time. Mm. And then this past season, he was getting 17 minutes. You know, he was just in and out of lineups. Sure. He was coming back from a shoulder in- injury. So, to be fair, he wasn't ready at the beginning of the season. But even when he was performing well, you either had Bullock or Ellington getting more minutes or just going in there over him, not even necessarily getting more minutes. And I think that Dotson, you know, his qualifying offer is $2 million. So it's not a it's not a steep contract that we just have to match, you know, just to extend to him. Um, I think the Knicks should try to keep him, just try to keep some homegrown talent for once. And as you said, when he comes in, he was able to provide, he was able to shoot. You know, his catch and shoot is 38.9% uh, this past season. He shoots about 36% from uh, three as it is, you know, and he averaged like 10 points per, uh, per game last season. I know this season, like he was averaging like six to seven points, but that was just not, that was, just, that's just not who he is. And he hasn't been given a fair shake to show what he can do. I think the Knicks should just try to, to keep him as we heard, like the bucks, the warriors, other teams are trying to get him as well. And they'd be interested in him to have yeah. on their roster. So clearly they see the value in him. And I hope the Knicks see the value in him as well. Listen, man, I, I've I always looked at Dot as this type of player, nothing more, nothing less. He's a good role player, seventh, mm-hmm. eighth guy off the bench. But like I said, he's a steady hand. He comes in, he's prepared, he works hard. Um, volume three point shooter, plays adequate defense. Not he's not a he's not a, a stopper, but Dotson plays fairly good defense out there. He's not gonna kill you. Definitely positive on defense. Eight game stretch from January twentieth to February third. Dot was averaging 11 points, two boards, a steal off the bench. Slash line of 53, 54, and 75. Mm-hmm. After that, he plays only four games out of the last 15. <laughs> and as you said, it's not like there was a young guy playing ahead of him or a young guy that needed to be evaluated. We had Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock. No offense <laughs> to them. You know what I mean? But, but yeah. Dot, Dot has earned it, man. Dot has earned it. So I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed again in, in, uh, you know, the lack of consistent playing time that Dotson has gotten over his time. You know, but if there's ever a person who should break the Charlie Ward curse, hmm. no Knicks draft pick has made it to a multi-year contract after their rookie deal since Charlie Ward, bro. That is that's insane. Wild. No, that's wild. Dotson that just tells, deserves that. Go ahead. No, it just tells you how much turnover there's been on this team. It's yes. crazy. Mm-hmm. And for Dotson, like you're absolutely right. He's a good eighth man off the bench. He's not. He hasn't shown anything where he's like a true starter, right? But he's he's consistent. He's steady uh, with the second unit. You know what you're getting out of him. There's nothing steady. more than that. And that's something that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And yeah. he's not going to cost that much. That's why the qualifying offer is two million. One, he was a second rounder, and two, like two million is. That's not a lot to begin with, right? And just come on, hashtag free dot. Let's come on, just give, give him the shot. Give him the shot that he needs. Just come off the bench, be the eighth man that he can be, and just show that he can contribute. And who knows, maybe he can be something more. It's just, a, other... it, it's just chemistry, stability, role play off the bench. That's it. That's all we're talking about here. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, the lineup of Frank Dotson, Knox, Portis, and Mitch had a second highest point differential on the team, minimum 100 possessions. You know, mm-hmm. that, that combo of Frank and Dot 
could do some nice things off the bench, man. Could do some nice things off the bench. I'd like to see them grow under Tibbs and see what that comes out to. You know, you have two efficient or could be efficient, Dotson more so than Frank, but potentially efficient three-point shooters um, plus defenders or coming off the bench. I, I think it's a no-brainer. Um, Dotson should definitely be kept, man. For, for, for sure. For sure. 44% for sure. from three, you know. And, and this is a team that was fourth lowest in the league at their three-point shooting. So um, that that that's just my consideration for Dotson. What were you about to say? No, uh, that's that's totally right. And think about it, when you look at the – I know it's on uh, Queen in the Glass. When we had Frank, Dotson, Knox, Portis, Mitch, that was our best offensive lineup just because you can spread. You got some good defense out of all those guys, right? Dotson was a key part of that, of that second unit. So – just give him a shot. That's all. That's all. Just give him a shot. Keep consistency, consistency on the team. Not asking anything more than that. I don't think that he, I don't, I don't know what he can be, but mm-hmm. from what he's shown so far, that's what he is right now. Yeah. Yeah. So salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Leave us a comment on Damian Dotson. Should we keep Dot? Should we keep it moving? Let us know what you guys think. Leave a comment in the chat. All right, Al, let's go to uh, number five for you. Okay, number five for me on my wings list mm. is want a reunion. Ian Begley reported it that the Knicks are interested in having a and reuniting with Justin Holiday. I like Justin Holiday. He's thirty years old, was averaging eight point three points, three point three rebounds, one point three assists, shot forty two point eight uh, field goal percentage, shot forty point five percent from three, and mm. that was taking uh four point averaging four point five three point uh, attempts per game. So. I like that type of stuff. We need guys who can space the floor. I think he's yeah. another consistent, steady guy, you know, something that we've been just been missing and another wing, you know, if we don't get Dotson back, this is a good guy that we can just like throw right in there at the wing. He can play shooting guard and small four because of his height. I just like, I like what he brings. You know, he can average one steal. He has the length too to mm-hmm. also just defend and he can help in transition. You know, another guy who's just mobile. And he saw, we saw what we did out in Indiana. He was very uh, effective out there as well with uh being on the floor like brogdon and jeremy lamb just a guy who i think could just be steady you're not asking for him to do a lot he's just a solid role player yeah i I agree with you man i always like holiday i liked him when they first got him i didn't think they Mm should have let him go especially uh for ron baker i thought that was the dumbest thing (laughs) they ever did and so to me he should have never left he's steady Gives you solid defense. Gives you good, nice three-point shooting. I, I always remember Holiday hitting some nice threes from the corner as well. So a good corner three guy. Um, doesn't turn the ball over. He makes good decisions. High IQ player. Uh, I think Holiday would be nice for the rotation if you decide to move on from Dotson or even if you keep him. You know, I, I think one thing we've seen is that having depth at the wing is never a bad thing. Not at all. Whether it be injuries, whether it be matchups, you know, having guys that can give you some versatility at the wing would be nice. So I I think Holiday would be um, a a pretty good move. Um, You have anything else on Holiday or should I go to my five? I mean, the other thing is like, as you said, for like wings, right? Just... I, I, I'm going to say that it's like it's a coveted position, but not really because every position is coveted, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. wing wing depth, especially with the whole positionless basketball that we see in the NBA today, you yeah. want guys who are tall, who have length, and who can bring the ball up. Justin Holiday can also bring the ball up. He doesn't have to be uh, – he's not like your dominant ball handler, but he can provide relief for anyone who is a point guard saying, hey, take the role. Let me go create for myself. Let me go get open. And, yeah, just that – that's all I got to say about him. Nice. All right, my guy at five, I'm going with Jay Crowder. 
Now, I don't know what happened to this guy when he got to Miami, bro. I don't know if he (laughs) got a hold of Ray Allen's Jordans or something, but his three-point percentages started going through the roof. When he got to Miami, he was only about a 35% career three-point shooter. When he got to Miami, he upped it to damn near 45% and shot 40% from three in the bubble on eight attempts, bro. Eight attempts. Spolstra and Riley had Jay Crowder out there letting it fly, and he was knocking it down. You know, I think that was bubble-aided. I don't anticipate him doing that, uh, you know, on a regular basis. But Jay Crowder, again, when we talk about wing versatility, toughness, a guy that knows his role, he's going to come in, he knows what what his role is going to be night in, night out. He can move the ball, you know, underrated Mm -hmm. passer, can get that ball moving. And I think that would uh, that would be a nice pickup for the Knicks. And I think the thing with Crowder is depending on how Miami goes, right? Do they re-sign Dragic? Do they pick up Gallinari? You know Riles is going to be active. I think Crowder could be a guy that, you know, on a one-year overpay, you could get him. Where it doesn't mm-hmm. cost the Knicks, you know, it's not going to kill you long-term. Yeah, you're going to overpay for him, but it's on a one-year deal. And he helps the team. He, f- he fills a role and he fits a need. Yeah, I like Crowder. That's interesting that he was shooting, taking eight attempts per game. That's wild. Eight attempts. 40, Yo, he was letting shoot, it fly in the bubble. Oh, oh my God. Well, you know what it is? It's like pulling up to the same gym, your local gym, and just putting up shots, right? If you're in the same place for so long, you get comfortable with every spot on the floor. So maybe that had to do something with it because, you know, out in Boston, you know, there was times where he could let it fly, he could hit it, and then there was other times he was building a brick house. Oh, he's man. building so, a brick house. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of juice he got in Miami, man. I don't know if he started talking yeah. Ray Allen or what, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I I like it though. Be you know, the one thing that I wonder if Knicks fans would uh, appreciate him coming here and giving that enforcer type mentality after we had that Grizzlies game. Remember Peyton, that one him where Peyton squared up, him and Peyton, yeah, yeah, man, squaring yeah. up, and then the whole uh, no water in the the locker room. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think with Crowder, he'd be cool. He'd be a good uh, addition to it, especially playing at the wing. Gives you a little uh, size. He can also play probably down at the four because of his bulk. He can take on some guys. He was trying to take on AD and LeBron as well, like trying to mm-hmm. DM up while in the paint. So that's a good thing about him is that he can also play the four too because of his size. And he's also, he's as you said, a little underrated passer. He can move the ball. And if he's feeling it, he is feeling it. But if he's yeah. missing though, it is – we're building some houses, man. We're building some houses. It's tough. He can, uh, he can be a contractor. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Now, some people in the chat say, well, he's not leaving. Well, listen, like I said, I don't know what Miami's plans are. We don't know who they're going to get. But if it comes down to, you know, staying on a mid-level or coming here mm-hmm. for double, who knows? I don't know what his motivation is going to be. I don't know. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that that uh, that he wouldn't leave the heat. Not at all. And like Miami also, it's a business, right? So if Miami thinks they can go get Gallo, who is playing way better just during the regular season, than Jay Crowder, they'd probably go try to get Gallo, you know? So yeah, it, it's, it's both ways. It's a, Crowder can get a good enough deal from Miami. And if he wants to be there, and it's also if Miami wants him and if they see they can go in a different direction. That, that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, what do you guys think of the chat, man? Jay Crowder, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you, what do you guys think? That's that's my number five. That's my number five, man. The chat chat was you know a little rambunctious again. That's that's just number five. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. But what do we got? We got eight twenty seven in the chat. The chat is rising. Let me know if I need to uh slow down the chat. My my mods in there. Let me know if I need to slow down the chat. Dave, just give me 
give me a uh, a message if you uh, if you want me to slow it down, and I'll do just that. All right, Alice, let's go to number four. Who you got for number four? All right, for number four, I got he's in a little bit of legal trouble, but yeah, if everything a, he's clears in a up, a little bit of a pinch. He's in a little bit uh, of a pinch. If everything starts to clear up, I'd, I'd probably take this guy, uh, Malik Beasley. I know he's a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. He's got a qualifying offer about $3.9 million. He's 23 years old, average 11.2 points, 2.7 rebounds, 1.4 assists. He shot 38 38.8% from three, got a 42.5 field goal percentage. And I just like that his true, his true shooting is 59.1, so you know it's legit that he can score. Mm-hmm. And his catch and shoot is 40.5. Uh, so – it's just real that he can shoot the three, and that's what we need on this team. We keep coming back to that we need shooters. We did not have shooters this team. Yeah. As you said, we were 27th in the league in making three-pointers. That is just god-awful. Please, someone help this team. Um, but I like Malik Beasley. I think he's very versatile at his, at that position. I think he can do a lot of things, especially when it comes to passing. I think he's another underrated passer for what he can do. I think he just need, there's a little bit more for him to develop. His first two years in the league, it was kind of quiet out in Denver. And then his third season, he actually started to make a, a big come up. And I think actually the Nuggets are trying are actually going to feel that hit from losing him in that trade. And I just think that he alone is a win because he can score. And that's what we need. We need other scores. I too, like right? And I think he, opens, I, I, he can open the four for RJ too, you know, yeah. and we can have bigger solid guys, especially him next to RJ on the four. If you put RJ at the two and you have Malik at the three, that's, those are big, those are big wings that you got. You got RJ being able to drive in and you got Malik who could just space it out for him. So he can drive yeah. it in. I like so you him. Got a force. I like him. And as you said, this, this is different than a lot of the other guys who are more guys who are on the other side of their prime that you're just looking to fill a role. This is a guy on the way up. Mm-hmm. In a Malik Beasley, he's a bucket, as you said, forty percent catch and shoot, forty-eight percent from three on pull-ups, um, eighty-six percentile in transition, ninety-fourth percentile in pick and roll handler. Very underrated playmaker out there as well, mm-hmm. you know. And and again, you know, you can't, you can never use enough shooters, enough three and D guys, and enough guys that can, uh, you know, share the rock. You know, in, in knowing their role. Um, last 14 games with the Timberwolves is averaging 20 and 5 when Cat went down. Yeah. 20, 20 and 5 when Cat went down. So um, we'll see. He's in a bit of a bind right now, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, he's in, a, he's in a bit of a pickle. You know, I don't know, man. Every time I read more and more on that story, it's sounding kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. If anyone hasn't read that story, I don't even want to read it out loud. When I was yeah. reading it, I had to read even deep into it. I was like, "What were you even thinking?" Yeah, that it's that just that, that type of story. Like, what were you even thinking doing that type of stuff? But hopefully, you know, hopefully, I, hopefully, it's like blown out of proportion. What it is, hopefully, no one really like got hurt or no yeah. one was truly threatened in that whole situation. But if everything clears and everything is uh, is cleared out of that, definitely we gotta we should try to make a move for Malik Beasley. Hopefully, and if, for the if, best. And, and, yeah, hope for the best. And if uh, and if this if the Timberwolves are concerned about this, then who knows? Maybe he can become, a, you know, a cheaper option. You know, to, yeah. to get. Well, listen, I'm I'm thinking if they get Edwards in the draft, mm-hmm. maybe he becomes available. Plus, with this legal situation, who knows if they're gonna want to commit to anything long term? Obviously, you don't want uh, you know guys that are not high high character. But you, we don't know the situation. You know, it could be just right. a domestic thing. Who knows? Who knows? I, I have no mm-hmm. idea. I wasn't there. I don't know the whole story, so I don't want to you know proclaim his innocence or guilt. But I think you know they need to do their investigation, do your due diligence, and see what's going on because this this kid's a talent. This kid is definitely a talent. So um, I agree with you on me. Um, Malik Beasley at number four. 
What do you guys think in the chat? Malik Beasley, thumbs up or thumbs down? I just threw the uh, the slow-mo mode um, on in the chat. Chat's on fire, Al. They want to talk Knicks offseason. We're at 916. We're creeping up. I think Ooh. we're going to crack a 1,000 in just a oh, couple man. of minutes. CP from Knicks Fan TV, my guy Alex Rotaros on the guest spot. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys on this Sunday night. Knicks action this week. My Giants won this today. I'm I'm hyped out. This is a good this is a good day, man. Yeah, I'm hyped too. Day. The Jets didn't play. And the Jets didn't play. <laughs> I'm <Fantastic>. hyped. <laughs> I'm happy for you, man. Thank you. Thank really? you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. Um, a couple <laughs> super chats came in. Michael Parker was good, my dude. He says, um, salute Knicks Nation. Let's go. He's ready to go. Carlo Hendricks sends a $20 super chat. He says, if we can get Russ, we should do it. As long as we don't trade away valuable assets, I'm with it. So he's on the Russ tilt. Did anybody see the Channing Fry clip, man? Shout out my guy Channing Fry. We'll have the full interview up uh, tomorrow night, premiering tomorrow night. What do you think of uh, Channing Fry's comments on Brody, bro? You got me hyped for Westbrook, in all honesty. I am, to be to be completely honest, I'm a little hesitant to even make a deal for Westbrook just because of the contract alone mm-hmm. um, and the direction that we're trying to take this team, especially if we're trying to focus on moving uh, RJ and the focal point. Russell Westbrook is a ball-dominant guard, especially if you need to have the ball in RJ's hand. A little concerned about that, but after listening to that, you know, there's a reality that Russell Westbrook will increase the competition within the gym, and that's a legit thing. When you have someone on your team who's a pure competitor, night in and night out, he will increase that level of just competition and play. So it's a, it's a very difficult situation to fully think about what you want to do with if the Knicks want to move forward with Westbrook, but there are positives and there definitely are negatives with it. The contract being probably the biggest one out of the entire thing. I would say I agreed with all of his, his premise was spot on, but it was the mm-hmm. wrong player for this team. To me, everything that he spoke about, you know, raising the level of the, of, of everybody, you know, mm-hmm. getting the young guys going, teaching the young guys, taking it over when he needs to. To me, that speaks to CP3. That's that's who I want for all the reason that Channing Fry gave for why Westbrook should be on this team. To me, CP3 is the better fit. So if they're going to go, in my opinion, if they're going to go that route where they're going to take on one of these two guys, massive contracts, I would rather go CP3 than Westbrook. But I, I thought I thought his points was, I thought his points were good. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I agree with you. I would go with CP three over Westbrook. You know, ten times over. So yeah, it's it's just it's just his play style doesn't fit what uh, we're trying to get out of. Yeah. You know, our point guard, right? If that's we're looking a for a guy who's a true four, four general, that's not really Westbrook. Like, yes, he averaged a triple double, but if you watch most of those passes, those are a lot of kickout passes. Not really crazy dimes that you get from cp3 who are doing who's doing advanced reads giving you a nice bounce pass into you know crowded space and getting Mm -hmm. into adams or something like that it's just a two toy different animals two toy different animals and just if we're like you said if we're going to do that route i'll take cp3 all day right if if we're going to go that route i can i can stomach a cp3 trade before westbrook you know what I mean? But I, I understand it all. Um, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Uh, I see a couple people on the phones. We're just going to run through our list. We'll finish up the list, and we'll get to the phones. We got 974 and climbing. Let's get those those like button. Hit that like button for your boys. All right, Al, let's go to uh, number three. Who's number three on the top five wing targets? Number three, bring the rooster home, man. Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> That's who I'm talking about. Come on. All right, all right. All right. Uh, what are you, it's what are you thinking not, 
Uh, it's probably not going to happen, but, you know, 32 years old. We already know that he wants to win. He already made that clear. Uh, I think his career was revitalized by CP3. Not going to lie, just being out there in OKC. Because, mm. once again, as we're talking about, CP3 can elevate the play of a lot of people around him. But he averaged 18.7 points, 5.2 rebounds, 1.9 assists. Shot 89.3% free throw percentage, 4.8 attempts. So you know he gets to the line. And he, he averaged 40.5% from three-point land taking seven attempts per game and his catch and shoot. Um, where do I got that catch and shoot? Catch and shoot. His catch and shoot, 41, shoot. Yeah. 41.8% from catch and shoot and a true shooting percentage of 61.2. So, you know, he can score, yeah. right? We all know that he can score. I would like to have him on the Knicks. I think he would help, especially if we're trying, once again, creating for spacing, trying to get veterans in here who can be leaders who have been on winning teams, who've been part of winning cultures, you know, especially with OKC going into the playoffs. He has that experience that I think he can pass down to Battle guys testing. like RJ. Yep, definitely. The, my my biggest concern with Gallo, though, uh, to be honest, and this is like I feel like one of the rare seasons is that he had a healthy yep. healthy season yeah. where he played over 60 games. Only f- out of his 12-year uh, uh, career, he's only played over 60 games five times. So that's a concern, right? Mm-hmm. You know that he's injury-prone. That's a realistic thing. But I think for him to help with what we need on this team – I would go with Gallo. Remember that season with the Clippers when he went down with with an injured buttocks? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I swear, I swear. I was reading up the ticket Yo. and I almost spit my drink out. Why? I was like, wait, what? Oh my god! Yeah, it's the, it's those type of injuries that that Gallo has, and and that's why I'm kind of leery of him as well, especially um, at his age. But you know, sixty percent plus true shooting percentage. Excellent on the catch and shoot. We know what Gallo is. Uh, former draft pick of the Knicks. Certainly wish he would have played out some more years here because I was a big fan of his. And, um, you know, stretch four at, at this stage of the game. He's steady. Mm-hmm. Gallo's steady, man. He's a gamer. You know what you're going to get with him. He would fit in perfectly here. Even though his usage his usage was pretty high. Um, yeah. But, again, you know, usage was high. Turnovers were low. You know he's not going to defend too well. But he, he won't kill you. Yeah, he, he yeah man, I, I like Gallo. Uh, I, I like Gallo. But again, with the age and the injury history, he's only number three on my list. I think he ends up in Miami. He says mm-hmm. he wants to play for a contender. Maybe he goes to the Lakers. Maybe he goes to the Lakers. He, he, it seems like money's not going to be the issue with him. Not at all. You know, I think some of the teams that they had rumored were like the Bucks, Celtics, Warriors, Nuggets. Lakers, Clippers, Heat. I just saw. I think most recently is that they're the they're the ones who are trying to trying to make the most, uh, or I guess the the biggest attempt trying to sign him because they also you know we just talked about Jay Crowder, right? So if they don't want Jay Crowder, or maybe they do keep Jay Crowder, but they're going to add more shooting to the team, more more versatility, and he can bring that defense. Yeah, we all know he's like uh, he's okay. He's nothing. We're we're not going to be writing up about uh, Gallo's defense that yeah. often. Yeah. <laughs> So we got Gallo at number three. What do you guys think in the chat? Thumbs up, thumbs down to the rooster. Let us know. Leave us a comment in the chat if uh, if you would target Danilo Gallinari uh, for the Knicks. All right, Al, two more left. Uh, who's number All two right. for you? Number two for me, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yep. Restricted yep. free agent. Yep, for restricted free agent, 27 years old, got a qualifying offer of 10.6 from the Kings, and, you know, once again, we got a catch and shoot of 40.7%, average 15 points, 3.4 rebounds, 3.4 assists. 
Um, and he, he can shoot it from deep, man. Like he takes 7.2 attempts per game and averaging 37% from three. Yep. You can't, you can't go wrong with that. Once again, we just keep coming back to needing shooters and he's got a 56.5% true shooting. You know, I, my thing with him though, is that he's not, uh, you know, he, he won't create for himself. Right. His defense is like gallows, like passable. It's nothing you're going to be writing home about. And actually, I don't really think it's going to be that hard. I don't, I'm not going to say that it's not gonna be that hard to get him, but I think it's, there's actually a realistic chance because with new management, out in Sacramento, it doesn't seem like they're too uh, – was it they're too attached to Bogdan? McNair doesn't seem that – he wants he wants cap flexibility. Mm. They already got $97 million, million as, in guaranteed money. And so they there's – And then they got to figure out Swiper, right? Because Fox isn't locked yep, down. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And, you know, unless they're trying to move Buddy Hill, which I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but they want cap flexibility. If you're trying to get Bogdan, who's trying to get paid, he's looking somewhere prior between $18, 20000000 million a year at this point. Yeah maybe a little bit more that's it's just not gonna be possible to keep all those guys and try to keep Fox. So he actually may not be, you know, too far out of reach to go after. Listen, this, this is a guy at top of my list as well. Um, as you said, 37% on seven attempts. Yes. He's, he's not going to create that much for himself, but three dimes, you know, he's a capable playmaker. He's in the 87th mm-hmm. percentile Allen assist percentage. So again, when you you got to look at the areas where the, where the Knicks have been dreadful, and I mean that's pretty much every offense <laughs> category. <laughs> so anybody coming in here is going to help. But again, when you have another guy out there that can move the ball, that can move in space, that can you know light it up from three. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he he doesn't get to the line that much. He's not going to defend that much. Again, you're not going to get a perfect play at every position, but he's a guy that can e- elevate that team offensively. And fit right in with RJ, with whoever else they're going to bring in there at the point. Bogdan is my guy, man. So as you said, as a restricted free agent, um, we'll see if they... I think they'll end up doing a sign-and-trade. We've been hearing the Bucks. The Bucks have been the team that we've been hearing uh, linked heavily to Bogdanovich. And they need him. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah I would be, you know... The Bucks are trying to make that win right now. And, you know, Bucks have been tied to a lot of people. CP3 as well. Drew Holiday. They're trying to make that next move to go win, but can't get everybody, right? So I don't know if – that's what I'm saying. It's actually kind of, I feel like it's actually kind of likely that we could go out there and, like, try to actually get them. And, you know, if we're talking about sign and trade, Macri did that whole piece. Remember where uh, – what was it? 827th and DSJ for 1243rd, Bogdan and Corey Joseph. So. Yeah. Would you do that deal to get uh, Bogdan and get those picks? What, what do you think about that? <laughs> I, I got to look at it again. I, I got to look mm-hmm. at it again. I, I couldn't tell you just just offhand. I, I got to take a look at that because um, I remember reading that uh, a while back and, and thinking if I would. And I don't even think I decided at that point. But, um, you know, again, if they can get creative and get them where it doesn't kill you, I, I would love to have them. All right. Yeah, I would love to have them. What do you guys think in the chat? Bogdan, Bogdanovich. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Leave a comment in the chat. Let us know what you guys are thinking. All right, Al. Number one on the top five wings. Who you got? Number one, the man across the river on that team. <laughs> that I don't want. To, I do. I will not mention that team. Oh, I do not like oh, that team, oh. uh, especially with Harden rumors out right now. Oh, man. I will not mention that team. But it is Joe Harris. Joe Harris, yep. shooting guard, small forward. I think he he is the top of my list because I think he's the most well-rounded shooting guard, small forward that we could possibly get out there. You know you're going to get a good, solid defense. You know you're going to get a true catch-and-shoot player. 44.6% for catch-and-shoot. Dude can just light it up from downtown. 
48.6 uh, field goal percentage. Doesn't really get to the line that often, but it doesn't matter because he can still average 14 points a game, get you some rebounds, get you some good assists because he can still pass. Just like I said, well-rounded player. I like him. I, this is the guy who I would really love to get on the Knicks just because of everything that he can do, just all the small detail. And he work, He keeps improving yeah. every year. He, he's you know, worked his way up to the top, man. Yeah, so I, I would love for the Knicks to get him. I don't think it's going to be realistic uh, to get him because I know the Nets are going to try to to keep him. And there's other teams out there that also want him too. I know he's trying to get paid. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to double up, but he's only making eight million a year, so he's definitely going to look to double up on his salary, and he should. You know, he should be mm-hmm. getting up to the market. Um, forty-two percent from three, shot fifty-two percent from the corners. And, you know, the volume wasn't that high. I think it was only. I think he only shot like seventy something. Hmm. Uh, corner threes this year, but as you said, the thing about Harris is he, he's not just a catch and shoot guy. He's a good cutter. You know, he, he's not a he's not just a crazy playmaker or or shot creator for himself, but he can get it done. He he can yep. get it done. He's a high IQ player. Um, works hard. He's gritty. Again, not a defensive stopper, but he's not going to kill you. And again, he's going to be at that lot, locker room presence. Going to knock down that those jumpers for you. Uh, I like Harris, man, and um. Yo, these I, these guys are gonna get harder, man. These guys are gonna get harder, so I think <sighs> I think that's good for us because I I think he shakes loose. I've been waiting. I I've been waiting <laughs> to see what the Nets were gonna do to see if Joe Harris can become a free agent. I think they're gonna get harder, man. I don't want I don't want to touch on it too much more, man, because it's just you know I I can't take it. I, I can't take it, but I think they're gonna go get harder, man. All I'm going to say is that there's one rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. There, there's say. only one basketball. Uh, I think they're going to get that done. Uh, I like to see Dinwiddie get traded for all the trash he's been talking. So, like I said, trade him. That, that'll be a good thing. But, hey, if, if, it, if it allows us to go get Joe Harris, okay, fine. Yeah, that makes it that, – that, that's true. That does make it – more likely. I didn't, you know, I actually hadn't thought about it until you said it, but that does make it more likely to get Joe Harris out of there. Hopefully, you know, yeah. would you, I want to know what, I guess, I guess the question is like, what do you think he would, uh, would be reasonable for the Knicks to, Come in? to go throw at him? Yeah. I, I'd say 15. Okay. I would say 15. Okay. You know, that's the number that I, that I've been looking at all, all season. I would say about 15. You guys got to understand in free agency, you're going to overpay for these people. Period. Mm-hmm. Almost always, you know, you, you're going to overpay for a guy. So it all depends, you know, how bad do you want him? Uh, that's a fact. That's a fact. You're going to overpay for a lot of people. You're going to overpay, it's just, man. That's what free agency it's, is. It's just, is it uh, a reasonable overpay, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the, the crazy overpay where it's like, uh, you know, some Knicks that we had, like Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract. Yeah, the multi-year like, overpay. Or, you know, even uh, as you already said earlier, Ron Baker, who we're giving now another right. shout out on the show. Right. <laughs> Joe Kim Noah, who we still owe uh, six million. That's still six million on the books. You know, thing, things like that. Um, but again, you know, the, the one year overpays the Knicks can afford to do, like, just like they mm-hmm. did last year. Mm-hmm. And but for Harris, it's going to be a multi-year deal. It's definitely going to be a multi-year deal. And we should all be comfortable with that because of what he brings to the table. Yeah, I would. I would, man. Listen, the money's got to be spent. Don't don't be scared. Scared money don't make money, man. Oh, that's you know? a fact. You got to put your money where your mouth is to make yeah. something happen. Let's go. Let's go. So my five was uh, Crowder, mm-hmm. Malik Beasley, 
Gallinari at the three, uh, Bogdan and Harris. And your five was uh, same five, but just same four, but Holiday instead of Crowder at the five. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good list. Yeah, I think it's a good solid yeah, list. Of, I, think, uh, I think that's a good list. For sure. I think those are all reasonable targets that you can get out there. Yeah, reasonable. Um, people in the chat, actually, Jeremy Grant, I think he, he's, he's going to be on the four list. I think people, he, he's listed as a four some places, some places three. Same with Bertan. So Bertans yep. and Harris will, will throw in the fours list. And we'll have to cover that um, sometime next week as well. So, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, 1,085 on the check-in. Let's go. Hit that Woo! thumbs up button for you boys. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My guy Alex Rotaros on the guest spot. We got Ian Begley coming Tuesday. CPJ Ellis, Ian Begley, 930. What else we got? NBA Draft. We got, uh, for the draft show, we have uh, Hardwood Harold Corey. We have uh, uh, NBA Draft Junkies. We have Pierre from House of Highlights. Myself, Jay Ellis. We got Spencer Perlman coming in. So uh, it's going to be action-packed, man. Draft is going to be action-packed. And then free agency Friday. So I hope you guys all keep it locked. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss it. Remember, all these shows are also available in audio podcast format as well. So you have no excuse to miss it. Whether it's video, audio, we're always here on uh, every platform. So, let's get it going. All right. Let's go to the phones. Let's see who wants to chat. JJ from Brooklyn, what's going on, bro? Yo, what's good, fellas? CP, how you doing, bro? How's everything, man? Good, man. How you feeling, bro? What's going on, man? Good, good. Uh... Yeah, so first off, man, uh, I kind of upset. We, I think we should have got Schroeder, man. We couldn't have given up 27 and an expiring contract. I mean, forget Westbrook and Paul. I always liked him, man. He's, you know, he's still only 27. Yeah. I don't know. Just kind of pissed that we couldn't make that move. And then um, I like your guys' targets for sure, you know, but I think Beasley, you know, I told you last time I called that Beasley would be my guy just because he's still only 23 and, you know, when he got moved to Minnesota, I know it was a short sample size, but he was dropping like 21 a game, 47 from the field, 43% from three. Like, I just, I like him a ton. And then either him or Bogdanovich, I think would be perfect here. They could both play all ball, so they'd both fit well next to RJ. And I like Gallinari's CP as well, but he's just way too injury prone to yeah. me, man. He misses a good, at least like 20 games a year. So I like him, but it won't have to be like a one-year deal. I'm like, I can't give him a long-term type contract. But that's it. Appreciate it. Thanks, bro. Take, take it easy, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, a lot of people ask me about uh, about Schroeder. But, yeah, maybe they, they could have uh, gotten him for, for 27. People ask him, would you have traded 27 for him? But I just don't know if, if how high up there he was on the Knicks priority list. You know, clearly with the Lakers, um, with, you know, they don't have that much wiggle room for a lot of moves. Mm-hmm. So they were able to get a guy that helps him. And and that was their number one priority. So they went out and got him. Yeah, I think for Schroeder, like, I would have loved to have Schroeder on this team too. I think he would have been good. Uh, in the interim, he would have been a good like starter for this team, especially with his speed and you know just his offense in general and what he offers, right? But the issue with him is that you know we would have to ex- we would have to know that we're actually going to sign him because this is the last year of his deal. Exactly, He's yeah. making fifteen mil. So if you're going to trade the twenty seven, a first rounder to go to Dennis Schroeder for one year, that's right. that's that's, 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 that's a gamble. Kind of- you 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 would have to basically know that he's part of your future. 
For sure. And you have to know that he wants to stay there because he'd be an unrestricted free agent. So he can also take less money and go somewhere else. And that's just, that's a concern. I would not waste a first rounder on him. Like if you want to do a second rounder, by all means. Lakers can afford to make that move, man. And even mm-hmm. if he walks in free agency, you know, they're, they're a championship contender. They could, that's a gamble they can afford to make. And that's a Lakers type move, man. They get everybody they want for a steal. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up and down. I'm telling you. That's, a- that, that's the Lakers MO, man. They, they just, they just get their guy. Shout out, um, LES dog 71. He's team hashtag new. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a, uh, hashtag new. We'll shout you guys out. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to, um, Jones from Desert Storm Radio. Jones, what's going on, bro? Yo. Hello? Yo, yo, yo. You can hear me? Loud and clear, bro. Go ahead with your point. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure, man. What's going on, guys? I like the show. I uh, like what you've been doing. Uh, but I have a few points to make really quick, and I want to uh, just hear your uh, mm-hmm. opinion on it. For one, I'm surprised you guys aren't, you know, you haven't brought up Zach Levine's name because mm-hmm. he's clearly on the uh, on the block, and mm-hmm. um, the Bulls just haven't put it out there just yet. Uh, marketing will also wants out, but I'm more on board with trying to get Zach Levine here in New York. It could happen, and I'm willing to give up Mitch Robinson for him. He's an impact player. I don't, I don't think. Um... I don't, I don't, I didn't hear for sure that they're giving up on Levine, right? I mean, they got a new, new GM, new president, new coach, Billy Donovan. I, I'm not so sure they, they, um, they definitely putting Levine up on the block. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that either. And oh well, go, go ahead, Al. Go ahead. No, yeah, I, I just uh, have, I have, I haven't heard I, that I, either. I think. I, oh okay. Uh, Al, no, I just I haven't heard. You know. Through, so, through two people that, uh, you know, they've been saying since last year, Levine pretty much wants out of there. Uh, the Bulls may not have given up, but the word is they're thinking about it, considering, you know, with the draft and everything, it could change everything, you know. Um, I, I, I would hope that the Knicks would try to pry him away because the Nets were also waiting for the Bulls to give the word that they're putting Levine on the block. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead with your point, Alex. No, I was going to say that I know like the Knicks may have shown some interest in Levine and I don't necessarily think the Bulls are like willing to like just trade him right now because as you said, CP, they got a new GM, they got a new coach, whole new front office going in there. I think they would at least want to try it out for one more year and see who they get to work with them because if they get someone like Lamella Ball at four, you know, a a guard that could play make for them, I think that changes the entire thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you and and, um. Appreciate the call, Jones. Yeah, I, first, I, I don't think the Bulls will be aggressive to trade him. I'm not so sure. Sh- it was talk that, uh, you know, he, he was kind of unhappy there or unsure with Jim mm-hmm. Boylan and them there. But now they got Billy Donovan. He seemed to be happy about it. And, you know, listen, I like Levine. He's a baller. You know, he's a baller. But I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not so sure with him on, on this team, you know, with his high usage rate. Um, doesn't really make a lot of plays better. They need a true playmaker. You know, as Rosa is in the chat, says he's one-dimensional. That's kind of how I see it with Levine. Very talented scorer. Very talented scorer. You know, but yeah, he's a bit too one-dimensional for my liking. But, you know, for the Knicks. Yeah, for, sh- for the Knicks. Yeah, for sure. And I, I totally hear that point. He is like, 
I think he was ranked like 11th in the NBA in scoring this uh, this past season. He's a good scorer. I, I, my thing with Levine, though, is like he's another dude that's going to be on a contract for one more year, and then we're going to have to give up assets to get a guy for one more year. Let's just wait. And if we, we really want him, we can just go make that bid in free agency. I don't want to have to trade assets for a rental, and then he's gone. That That's just how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, man. But listen, he, he had an all-star year this season, man. Had an all-star year. He certainly, you know, deserved to to be in the conversation or to make it. There's only but so many spots. Um, so there's no denying the talent. It, it's Not just all. a matter of, you know, how much does he does he make his teams better for the for the way that you need to utilize him? You know, how much does he make his teams better? So I, I think time will tell with Zach Levine, but good player. Good play, though. I just didn't hear that Chicago would be uh, as motivated to trade him with the new regime intact. In I, I would think that they would want to, tr- you know, continue to build with him on the team. But let, let's see. Uh, let, let's see how that goes. All right. Who else? Mm-hmm. You were going to say something, bro? No, I was just going to say that, you know, if uh, Boylan was still there, I would say, yeah, he'd probably want out. But other than that, not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so he's probably happy all day. Yeah. I agree, man. Let's go to the BX Borough. David, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, CP? Alex, salute. I'm a long-time listener slash watcher to uh, Nick Fan TV, so I'm excited to get on finally. All right. Um, I see the chat going crazy, so I want to calm everybody down. I got two words that's going to help Nick fans just kill 2020. Brody and Boogie. The Brody and Boogie, (laughs) the Knicks will be on top. We're going to go against KD. We're going to go against Kyrie and probably Harden after Monday. <laughs> but, oh, my uh, God. Brody and Boogie started off with that. Get one of the shooters you were talking about. And even if we don't get like a, a Bogdan, I mean, a, a Bojan or uh, a Joe Harris, we could always get a, a shooter in the draft. Yeah. Talk about LaSalle, talk about Halliburton, um, you know, things of that nature. But start off with Boogie, with, Boogie, uh, with uh, Brody. So, God. Go with Boogie. Uh, get Boogie in free agency. And like Ian said, or I think it was Becky that said it, um, there's going to be no free agents that are coming over here without that first piece. Westbrook is that first piece. Uh, all right, man. I'll let you rock because I think that was your first time calling. So I'll let you rock for a little bit. But I, I was going to hang up a little bit early on him now. But it's Sunday. You know what I mean? I want it to be nice. But leave Boogie Cousins alone, man. What, oh. what is this Boogie Cousins stuff, man? I don't know any Boogie Cousins. <laughs> Leave Boogie, Boogie Cousins, Cousins alone, man. <laughs> Please. Please. I, I do, do. Just don't. Just don't do no, this. I'm don't not. do this to us. Yeah, no. I'm, this is not, that's not even real. <laughs> not even doing it. Boogie Cousins. Who's still thinking about Boogie Cousins these days, man? Oh man, I, what was the last thing? The last time we saw him was with the, the Warriors in the playoffs, and then yeah. he got hurt. Prior to the season, right? So, Achilles, yeah. What, well, he got a ring. He got a ring with the he, Lakers, so good for him. He got a ring, but yeah. he's, you're talking about big man coming back from Achilles? Yeah, no, not happening. Uh, I'll take a hard pass. Not, not happening at all. Well, let's leave that boogie talk alone. Um, salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. 11.01 in the chat. Let's get those likes up. Hit that thumbs up. Make sure to share this video. This is the number one show for the fans, by the fans, bar none. NBA all-season, Knicks off-season, keep it locked on Knicks Fan TV. We will have the best coverage, hands down, on the net. I'll put this show up against anybody's. We will have the best coverage. 
the best guests, the best analysis, highlights, live callers, e- even the crazy ones like David in the Bronx talking about Boogie, but we got some good ones too. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it's at. So oh, make sure man. to tell a friend to tell a friend, man. All right, let's uh let's get to some more calls. Hopefully the next one's a little bit better. Manny's in the building. Manny, what's going on, bro? What up, man? Yo, Manny, what's going on, bro? Just turn your volume down. What's up? Oh, okay. Yes, oh, okay. <laughs> Can you hear? Yeah, yeah, loud and clear, bro. Go ahead with your point. Well, I was, I was, I was on streaming about Gordon Hayward, and um, I think, I, I think we should um trade for um Gordon Hayward. And um, we we might get some um, picks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean Gordon Gordon Hayward is uh, isn't Gordon Hayward a free agent? Appreciate Uh-oh. the call, bro. Isn't Gordon Hayward a free agent, bro? I think he can opt out to be a free agent. Okay. this year that's what it is. He has a player option. Um, yeah, I'm good on Gordon Hayward, bro. To be honest, I think he, I think he's washed. I think he hasn't had that same fire as he was in Utah. I don't know if again if it was you know coming to Boston where it's a, there's more options and he had to play a role. I don't know if that leg injury had anything to do with it. It just didn't seem like, you know, when he was at Utah, he was swagged out, man. He was bowling. And now, oh, I don't know, yeah. man. I, I don't know. I'm not sure if he has that same hunger, bro. I think it's. I think you said it. I think it's all those things that you mentioned. I think it's playing in Boston, having a role, coming back from that injury. And it's just, I, I think for him, he's so used to being the guy. When he was out in Utah, he was the guy. And now he's not the guy in Boston. It's it's Tatum and Brown's teams for, for for the foreseeable future. And he's just a third, fourth option because he got Kimber there as well. Yeah. With, I, I would just want to know, like what would we trade for Gordon Hayward? I'm not even actually, I don't, I don't think we should go that route just because once again, one year, if, if it's a salary dump and we're getting assets, which Boston has to do because they can't take all these three picks that they have this season. Right. Okay. I guess. Um, It'd just be. I, I would like to see how. I don't think he'd be that bad for one year. If it's for one year, I would be okay with it. You know, one year. All right, go walk. We got some assets out of this. Let's keep it moving. Other than that, it's that'd be like a true salary dump for us. In all honesty. Yeah, I mean, I'll pass. <laughs> keep, it real. keep it real, man. I just don't see the dog in this guy anymore, man. I don't see it in him anymore, man. I, I just don't see it. I think he, I think he got fat, (laughs) not, not like size wise, but like, you know, I don't think he, I don't think he has that hunger anymore that he used to, man. He got paid. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a fact. So he's, he's having a good time playing a Fortnite or call of duty, whatever he's doing on that computer. That's it, man. But yeah, good luck to him though. Um, so to Tyshawn Vales, he's team hashtag new. See who else we got in here. Yeah. One guy wants Boogie Cousins. One guy wants Gordon Hayward. All right. Okay. So DJ Alpha Cat in here. What's going on? He said, son lost me with that Westbrook Cousins shit. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Alpha almost left the chat. He was not happy about that one. Well, shout uh, out my guy still- CP the Artist in here. Yeah. Congrats to CP the Artist too, man. CP the Artist. If you guys have seen uh, the new Joe Budden um, um, graphics... For his network, Joe Button Network, CP the artist uh, is the creative director. Oh, over over uh, the theme 
So shout out CP the artist in here, man. You know, we're shout not, we're not just the, the artist, Nick man. fans. We got, we got talent. We got talent in the family, man. So shout out CP the artist. Uh, That's legit, man. Yeah. That's legit. Big ups to you, man. Yep. Big ups to you, CP the artist. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Blue Diamond sends a super chat. He said, OKC sold low to the Lakers to weaken the Clippers long term. Mm. We'll see. I wonder if Rondo goes to uh, goes to the Clippers now. What do you think? That'd be interesting. That'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah, it'd be a point guard that they want. I mean, playoff Rondo clearly is a thing. So yeah, just have him for the playoffs and <laughs> you're set, right? The, the, the glove is looking for a point guard. He it, it, The rumors say you want CP3. Rondo obviously be a cheaper option and would allow them to keep Paul George as well, which I think they should mm-hmm. do. I think I, I think people bailed on the Clippers so fast. Like, yo, let this team gel. Let them come together and, you know, give them some time to breathe. I, I, I think we get, again, the LeBron effect of that big three. You know, you put your team together, you, you got to go and, and win. Yeah. Everybody can't do that. And that's why I think people got to respect what, you know, what LeBron brings to the table because he's truly a, a team changer. And he changed that whole dynamic of how people view team building. For sure. And let's like let's remember what happened with Miami. And let's remember what happened with Cleveland when he went back. You know, they didn't win the first year. Warriors won that year. And you had the, the Mavs that won that year. So for the Clippers, you know, they made the playoffs. A lot of high expectations when you bring all those guys together. So we'll see what happens this season. But there was definitely – they didn't just – they didn't gel at all, man. The whole thing with that team was that everyone was just missing – throughout the entire year, right? They all didn't get to play together until the end of the season and truly the bubble. And even the bubble, like you didn't have Lou Will and you didn't have mm-hmm. Harold for some stretches that uh, that time period. And you clearly saw that it messed up their entire flow and the gel of the team. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. CP, the artist, says he's not the creative director, just the creative. It's all good, man. Just allow me to embellish on your title, man. Just go ahead, man. Own it, bro. You're the man. <laughs> You're that guy, bro. Joe Button pays you. You know what I mean? That's it. All right, let's go back to the phones. Hopefully, we got some good ones on deck. Let's go to um Minnesota. Let's go to Minneapolis. Mike, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Uh, thanks for taking my call. How y'all doing tonight? Good, man. What, what's good. your, what's your you topic doing? for tonight? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, as someone who kind of experienced uh, Tom Thibodeau recently as a coach, I just want to say whatever the Knicks do, they need to make sure they get players that actually can handle this style of coaching and have the right temperament and mindset to take the kind of harsh criticism and, you know, excessive demands that he's going to make. Cause mm-hmm. When he was here, he, uh, he, you know, Wiggins and Towns just couldn't handle it. And so he, he really, he broke them. And so I think if they, whatever they do as far as player-wise, they have to take that into account because you can't just bring anybody with this guy. Because if you get the wrong type of players, they'll, the whole thing will mess up. Yeah. mess up with as far as what they should do, I think the Knicks should just go to youth movement. Stop wasting your time with these ridiculous ideas of bringing in these overpriced, overrated veterans, supposed to star players that are all, that, you know, like a Westbrook who's nothing mm-hmm. more than a, you know, a high volume, low efficiency scorer who's not going to do anything for you. And you're going to pay him $40 million a year? Why? It's, it's idiotic. I think the Knicks should just go young, use these two first-round picks they have to get a point guard or a par forward or maybe get a three if they don't like Knox. Or do what I think they're most likely going to do because I know Thibodeau is going to be high on Nittlekina because he's going to like his style of play, mm-hmm. which is they're going to move Barrett to the three. Mm-hmm. Nittlekina will play the two. They'll draft a point guard either at eight or 27. And then they'll probably go out and get, you know, the other, whatever pick they don't use on the point, they'll only use on the four to replace Randall. Mm-hmm. Move Knox to the sixth man or trade him if it doesn't work. And 
I think with a good enough, with a young group like that, if they can play defense, I don't see why the Knicks couldn't make a run at the eighth seed next year. And over the next three years, rise up in the East and eventually turn into a contender, being built around Baird and, and uh, Robinson as the main guys. Yeah. But from what I can tell, from the outside looking in, it feels like Knicks fans, for whatever reason, you guys don't have the patience for the rebuild and wanting, you know, watching a young team grow. It seems like you guys always want that overnight fix, and it just never seems to work out. Now you're right, man. And appreciate the call, Mike. Mike got us back on track with the callers, man. He got us, he got us back on track. It was a good call. Um, listen, the, the patience is expected, right? Uh, we've been, we've been, we've been dog shit for 25 years and counting. Um, 20 years plus things just haven't been working out. It's, it's easy to fall for fast money when you've been broke, right? That's just mm-hmm. life. Um, he's right on the tips thing. We got to get guys. That's why I love RJ being here. Uh, I think character is going to be big. Coachability is going to be big. And, and and that's why in this draft, you know, when you talk to Jonathan Wasserman and those guys at Bleacher Report, well, that's why they... They um, hype up Halliburton and guys like that because they feel like he's he's a coachable player. He's a safe pick. He's a guy that teams can trust going into this thing. But you know, with this Fortnite generation, man, you gotta have thick skin. These these kids have to be built tough, or else they're gonna tune out Tibbs quickly. But I also think that's why you have Kenny Payne. That's why you have Woods in here as well to be kind of a buffer uh, in case you know Tibbs goes out there on the ledge. You know what I mean? For sure. And Mike Woodson's supposed to be like that father figure that can connect the two, the bridge, right? That's why they brought him back in. You, I think, what was it, on the Raymond on Raymond Felton when you had Rashid uh, on the show, they talk about how Woodson is that father figure. He really was able to connect with everybody and just bring everyone together and keep everyone accountable, and that's what we need. Thibodeau is going to be that driving force to get the guys who are going to be serious, right? We're going to have – we need guys who need to be serious, who are going to take this job seriously, and who want to win. And with that, with that point – he's going to weed out the guys who don't want to be here and who can't be here. So if Knox, you know, can't handle it or if Frank can't handle it, if Ben Smith Jr. can't handle it, whoever, you know, yeah. Tibbs is going to be weeding them out. And I'm actually going to be more confident if we moved on from Knox because we have Kenny Payne in here too. So if Kenny Payne sees something and he's talking to Tibbs and they're all talking together and saying, Hey, something's not happening here. Something's not clicking then we already know. They, yeah. We already know that yeah. these guys got the right evaluation of them. And to Mike's point, you know, saying that we're going to have to go young, again, it, it's it's the it's the debate between the best way to build, right? Mm-hmm. Do you continue to go young, bottom out, tank it up, tank it up, and build young, build young, build young? Or do you say we need these quality vets, let's go for winning, because that winning is going to produce good habits, right? When I spoke to Derek Harper, when I spoke to every all the vets that I spoke to on the show so far, always talked about having quality vets on the team that can instill good habits to help the team win. So, you know, the players think that you need those guys. The fans want to get the number one pick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But... To get that number one pick, number one, you got to get lucky in the lottery. Number two, it's a, it's a whole lot of losing. And when you're losing that way, are your younger guys getting better? Is Kevin Knox going to get better through tanking? Is RJ going to get better? Is Frank going to get better? And as a result, are they going to raise their stock to either net you better assets or net you a better team down the down the long road? You know what I mean? 
It's, it, I yeah. don't think that I don't think there's a silver bullet to rebuilding, to building a team. Not at all. And I think, and you know, based on all the guys you said, right? We need we need veterans in here. Veterans are important. They're 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 the guys who guide the ship, who've been there, who've done it. They can tell you like this is what you got to do day in and day out. If we just had a team of just all young guys who don't understand what it takes to become a, a winning team or to become a contender or what it takes to go in and day out. It's, it's the blind leading the blind, man. It's just not going to work. Um, just look at, you know, you can even throw this back to just simple high school sports. How many times have you seen the guys who had a lot of seniors or who were halfway decent or even better? They had good records. And if you have like a whole like yeah. young, young crowd, it's just like they get mauled every single night. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it, it goes at all levels, man. And so when it comes to building a team, you need to have solid, solid veteran players who are just going to compete. I'm not saying that they have to guide these guys' hands every night and say, or every day and be like, no, this is what you got to be doing. And this is what you should yeah. be doing. It's, they just got to show just by just, when you get that visual, what it takes to what they got to do every day, seeing that person get there like 5 a.m. Seeing someone like Kobe just walk into the gym, being right. there 5 a.m., like working out. It's like, oh, this is what it takes to be that guy. Oh, okay. I get that. Now I got to start doing that. Mm-hmm. And if guys don't want to do it, then we just know they're going to be, they're going to be gone. They're going to be out of the lead. They're going to be off the team, whatever. Tibbs is going to find those guys. I'm not uh, yep. worried about that. I agree with you 100%. Let's go to the BX Borough. Larry, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing tonight? Good, bro. What's your points for tonight? What's going on? Uh, with Tibbs with in the fold, do you think Mitch is finally going to take on a larger role? And if so, do you think he's an all-star this year? Because I know Alex loves Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> appreciate the call man yeah i mean listen it, it's it's mitch is going into his third year right so obviously you're looking for another year of growth uh from from the block nest monster all-star i think that that's um that's a stretch that's certainly a stretch but you know let, let's just let's just get him make sure that he can stay out on the court consistently bro <laughs> and that that's yeah it. stay out on the court consistently stay out of foul trouble you know Yep. Working on a go-to sure. move. Just ba- basics right now. We're not talking all-star for Mitch. I think I think we got to, you know, tone down the hype on Mitch a little bit. That's my guy. You know, if anybody hypes him up, I'll probably do it the most. But got to be realistic, too, in that, you know, he's got to take incremental steps. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect a large leap just because Tibbs is here. Uh, still yeah, for sure. He didn't play college ball. Took a year off from competitive play. He has a lot to work on. Um it's going to take time. All right. He's so, it, we, we, it just is what it is. He's a raw talent. There's a lot there. Hopefully the guy's going to unlock it. All-star. I'm not expecting that. That's no. for that type of jump. That's a, he has to have been putting in that crazy amount of work to, to even get to that type of level. If he can just stay on the court, you know, average at most two fouls a game, you know, Oh, he's a big man. Just, so, I mean, I, you yeah, probably got to yeah. expect some more. Yeah, probably more, but like he was averaging like uh, I guess like three, four, right for him. But he's going to be our guy. It's, it all depends who's our backup center, and yeah. that's why I'm thinking like if he's going to be the guy, and we have to have him there most of the time out on the floor, like at least that, because yeah. I don't know who we got backing him up right now. Well, who will be backing him up? As we said, um, the 19th, they'll have to make a decision on Taj Ellington, mm-hmm. Bullock, and Alfred Payton. Those are the guys who's guaranteed money goes into effect on that date. So the Knicks have some decisions to make. I was asked about Taj before I came on the show in terms of him coming back. That's $10 million. That's my guy. I think they'll let him go, test the market out, 
and see if they can get him back. Don't know if he'll come back, but I would love to have him back on a, at a cheaper number. I would love to have uh, Taj back. He's such a he, he's a true veteran presence that we need yeah. in the locker room. You know, yeah. that's the type of guy that you need there who can show. And you know, him even when we had uh, DeAndre Jordan and we saw the transformation that we had for Mitch for that end of the last season. We saw the transformation we had for Mitch for the latter half of this season too, right? Mm-hmm. Especially after he tweeted out like, "Hey, I gotta get more serious. I can't be fouling like this." He made a turnaround and. You, you need guys like that just to bring the young guys in, just have them on the right path. That's all it is. But all-star let's, let's not talk about that right now. We, yeah. Let's, let's take the, let's take the small steps first, right? Yeah. Let's get to being on the court for most of the time. <laughs> Baby steps, man. Baby steps. All right, let's go to the closer of the night. Let's go to um Dan from Yonkers. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you doing, bro? What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm good. I, I, I was just thinking, you know, if we're going to bring veterans in, it has to be someone like, like you were saying, like CP3, Melo, to teach these kids, you know, the the right way. And I think that they would be able to lift them up and, and bring the team, you know, to where they need to be. Also, I like Mitch, but I think that we should probably trade him and probably Randall, see if the Warriors would give us the number two pick for them. And go from there. Because I, I also think that Wiseman has a higher ceiling than Mitch does. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that and appreciate the call. But I mean I I could I could agree with the Wiseman sentiments. I don't think the Warriors want Mitch and Randall. Um, or maybe if they did want Mitch, I'm sure they want a lot more, you know, and, and I think they could probably get a lot more uh of uh you know, ready to to win players for that number two pick. So it's gonna be interesting. Maybe the Warriors take Wiseman. You know, like I said, the Warriors are sitting in a great position. They have Minnesota's mm-hmm. uh, number one pick next year. So they could go in, draft Wiseman, be in win-now mode this year. Well, I mean, they, they got to fill out their bench a little bit for sure. But then they could be in win-now mode and also be set for the future, depending on who they get next year as well. So, you know, well, I think the war- Warriors are going to be in a great position. That's I agree with you 100%. And I yeah. think they would take Wiseman. They do need a setter, center. Uh, they have... Who is it? Um, I can't. Why can't I remember his name? It's on the tip of my tongue too. It's going to bother me. Oh, uh, Warrior Center. <laughs> yeah, Warrior Center. Uh, Looney. Uh, Looney. This Looney, Kevon Looney. Looney. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a solid, decent center for now. I think if they want to do a trade for Mitch, I don't know why they would want to take a guy with two years where you can get a rookie on four and try to develop him who right. already has, who's already demonstrated that he has somewhat of a shot. Yeah. Mitch, you're still like we said, raw product. Trying to work on, trying to work with Mitch. What's trying to keep them on the floor for the most part. I don't know if the Warriors are – they would have to They have to know that they also have to pay him within two years too, and they also have guys on the books that they're still paying, right? They got to have – they're going to yeah. play, Dre, Steph. We're talking two years for for Mitch coming Mitch, up yep. to, to get paid. So mm-hmm. that's – they would probably go with Wiseman, who would be under control for four years, develop him, try to work as much as they can with him. And you got Kevon Looney, who can just help at the time. So – Agreed. They could take that deal, but I think they can get someone else as well. I think Bradley Bill that you mentioned like a while ago when I was on the show, mm-hmm. I think that's someone that they're going to try to move, just try to move Wiggins and try to get him as well or try to move the pick with uh, Wiggins. So there's a lot of options that the Warriors can do. Yep, I, I agree with you, man. But we are going to find out now. In three days, mm-hmm. the NBA draft is coming up. As I said, man, it is going to be action, action-packed on Knicks Fan TV. 
Tomorrow, Monday, is going to be the lifting of the trade moratorium. If anything happens with the Knicks, come back to Knicks Fan TV. We will be live with breaking news and breaking it all down. My guy Pierre from House of Highlights is on deck. He's ready to go at a moment's notice. So make sure you guys hit the subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. It's free. And hit the notification bell. Secondly, Tuesday, Ian Begley will be here with us. Dishing on the draft, free agency, trades, everything. Tuesday night, same time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be live with Ian Begley on Wednesday, pre-draft. And then we'll have the NBA Draft live stream um, on Knicks Fan TV at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be doing giveaways and everything. You know it's going to be a great show. Friday, we got the free agency show. I'll be live with Ian Begley earlier on in the day. And then we'll be live ourselves uh, CPJ Ellis, 6 p.m. Eastern time for the free agent kickoff. So it's going to be action-packed, man. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate everybody for helping out all the mods as usual. Definitely appreciate it. Al, great job as usual, man. I'm, I'm going to uh, send it over to you and, and go ahead and, and sign off, bro. CP, as always, thank you for having me on. I appreciate the work that you do. And you know what? Just if you got if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Tradicaster101. You can also find my work at Hoops Habit. I cover the Knicks there as well as some other teams if you're interested. And check out my podcast at Knicks, Jets, etc. Uh, if you are a dying Jets fan, trust me, we are there for you. There's therapy <laughs> sessions. We, we understand it's 0-9. Trevor Lawrence is probably a real thing at this point. Don't worry, guys. We'll help you. We'll cover it for you. Don't worry. <laughs> yes, sir. Great job as usual, man. Uh, Greg Levine says, where's JLs? Tuesday night, JLs is back up and for the draft as well. So JLs is chilling. Um, just spoke to him the other day, man. So shout out to Ellis. Remember, this, these Jay shows Ellis. are available in audio podcast format, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, and Stitcher. Uh, support the show many ways. Salute to everybody that sent the Super Chat. Uh, you can get your merch, get your Mitch Please t-shirt still flying off the shelves. And um, again, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Follow us on social media where the conversation will continue. Let me make sure I didn't forget the super chats. I forgot the other day. Shout out Money Mark for a super chat. He says we got to start vetting questions before letting these crazy callers come on live. <laughs> Haywood and Boogie is shaking my head. Um, Ari, shout out Ari. He says, uh, shout out CP the artist. Mama said, don't trust you. Good name. He says, we need a well seasoned coach to put the Knicks in line. That's how I feel. Hopefully, that's Tom Thibodeau, man. We'll see what happens. But once again, uh, all the mods, Shells, Dave, TM, Rome, Keith Sinclair, um, Apple fam, or anybody I forgot, appreciate all the help. Salute everybody for watching live. Hit the notification bell. It might be coming on tomorrow. We'll see, man. You guys have a great week. Have a great and productive week. <laughs> <laughs>